Hey, I'm Amanda from Trifecta Fitness. We're proud to be Clarksville's new Get Fit headquarters. Trifecta Fitness is a state-of-the-art spin and strength training studio. Our spin studio is truly one of a kind in this area, complete with 20 state-of-the-art live fitness bikes and an incredible sound system. Our strength training is done in small groups of six or fewer, and all of our strength and spin classes are scalable for every level of experience. Come see us in the heart of Clarksville, just behind Mapco at the corner of Old Trenton Road and Wilma Rudolph Boulevard. Call us for more info at 931-542-6265 or download our Trifecta Fitness app for a full list of upcoming classes. For every veteran, there is a story. A story about a calling to serve, to fight for the freedoms of the American people. And every story has a struggle, a sacrifice, and invisible wounds. Warrior Wads programs help veterans recover from PTSD and invisible wounds through exercise, nutrition, and connecting with other veteran leaders. It is estimated that 22 veterans die each day by suicide, and another 30 veterans die each day by substance abuse. These are preventable deaths. Warrior Wad is committed to fighting PTSD through fitness, nutrition, and community. opportunity to support our heroes in their time of need. Will you join us and take action? All right, all right, all right. Welcome back. Fit Nation. We are a show founded by a veteran and hosted by two veterans and a military spouse. Our mission is to get people to tell their story to the world. If you're an author, share your tips with Misfit Nation. If you're a musician or actor, our audience needs to know how they too can get into the business. Coaches, we love our coaches. Come on and share some of your tips with the Misfit Nation to help them become better versions of themselves. If you're a corporate leader or an entrepreneur, come on and share how you did it and how hard you have fought for success. If you are a veteran, first responder, or Gold Star family, we would love to have you come on and just share your story with the Misfit Nation. We always have time for you. If you're feeling down, alone, or starting to see the darkness, stop. Think about those who are around you. You are not alone. You will be missed. If you feel like your problems will be a burden to those in your inner circle, or are embarrassed, dial 988. If you are a veteran, take option one. We need you to keep pushing forward. Don't make a permanent solution to a temporary problem. If you're a new listener, welcome to the Misfit Nation. Be sure to subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast apps and also on our YouTube channel at the underscore Misfit Nation. Subscribe, 
and click the bell to keep you up to date with our latest episodes and all of our news. You can also find us on Heroes Media Group and About Face Radio. Now, let's get to the show. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to our Tuesday after dinner show. I hope everyone's doing great tonight. A uh, couple of quick announcements here from the Misfit Nation. Happy birthday to my better half, celebrating her birthday today, 21 again, and having a great day. Great start to the new school year, and hopefully it keeps that momentum forward. And also, we're keeping our thoughts and prayers with the Clarksville Police Department as there was a shootout today, and the Clarksville police officer was shot. He's wounded, and they're still in the standoff now. So right now, we have a good guest coming on. He's been through a lot. <clears throat> He fought through, fought through an attack, and was able to come back and find out what human optimization is to, to get himself into a better place and to find ways to help others find their better place as well. He was stabbed in the throat while at a movie theater and woke up seven days later from an induced coma. At that point, he had two choices: give up and quit on his life, or fight for his potential. He chose that second path. Now he helps men kill procrastination forever in thirty days, so they become the van. They have the potential to be and relentlessly conquer life. So without further ado, let's welcome Adam Lucero to the Misfit Nation. Welcome, Adam. I'm excited to be here. Quite the intro. Thank you, brother. Uh, I'm sorry we didn't get some time in the green room to get a little introduction, but it, it's always good just to come in cold, I guess, and get this thing going. <laughs> we'll manage. We'll manage. Thank you. Thank you. So, Adam, I gave a little bit about you there. I'm sure you have a lot longer story than I just gave there. If you could, just... Uh, Go a little further into your story, story of Adam from as far back as you want to go to the incident to how we got to where we are now. Yeah, gotcha. So, I mean, I'll give you a quick little recap here. Just growing up, grew up with three older brothers, always been a really competitive person. Uh, always been an entrepreneur spirit, whether it was in middle school, buying and selling candy at school or in high school, buying things on Craigslist like electronics and selling them for profit college, I started a moving business, even though I knew nothing about the moving industry, just because I saw another business owner in there suck at his suck at running a business. So long story short, always knew I was going to be an entrepreneur. But after I graduated Cal Poly San Luis Obispo, I actually accepted a sales job because I didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life at that point. And so two weeks before the job started, I was like, okay, well, I need to go find housing. So like super last minute, right? Like just searching for housing real quick. And I was staying at my aunt's place because she's the only one I knew in the area. And she's like, okay, on Wednesday, you have to be out of the house for eight, eight hours. So I said, okay, I don't really know anyone. So I guess I'll go watch a movie by myself, just trying to kill some time. So it's like a Wednesday, like 1 p.m. And probably only like 15, 20 people in the theater. And I get to choose like whatever seat I want. So I choose the best seat in the house, which is fourth row from the back and in the middle, in case you guys were wondering. And so the movie starts like any normal movie would. The lights dim. My eyes are just glued to the screen. Ten minutes passes, and all of a sudden, I feel hard hit to my throat, and I was like, whoa, this person hit me hard. Like That was my initial reaction. I was like, this person knows how to hit. And so I stood up. I was like, what the hell? And then I felt another punch to my arm and chest. And then I was like, all right, screw this person. So I turn around and I push them. And as I push them, I feel a cut on my wrist and ear. And instantly I realized I was stabbed. Those weren't punches. So I started yelling, I've been stabbed. I've been stabbed. 
the lights turn on and I see the person who stabbed me start running away. I'm bleeding out. So this guy stabbed me in the throat with a chef knife, the ones that get bigger, closer to the handle. So it went halfway through my throat. Maybe you could see it. I don't know if it shows from the angle, but halfway through my throat, he got me deep in my arm right here. You can, it's hard to see with the lighting, I guess. But then the other one punctured my lung. So I'm bleeding out all over the place. I take off my shirt, wrap it around my neck, and I'm holding the blood in. And these two older women come running up. They're like, what should we do? And I tell them, just put pressure on my neck. So they start putting pressure there. And then I hear someone go, should we call 911? And I lose it. As I'm sitting there bleeding out, I yell back to them. I'm like, yeah, you should call 911. If you don't call them in this situation, when would you? Like, this is literally what they're designed for. And I just had so much rage in me in that moment. But nonetheless, the paramedics come like five, 10 minutes later. They start asking me all these questions. What's your name? Where are you from? Who's present? And I get it. They have their reasons, making sure I'm conscious, staying with them, whatever it is. But this whole time, again, I'm just so angry. I'm like, can you me later? How about like, you saved my life first. And so they're like, all right, let's get them up on the stretcher. Now, as they lift me up on that stretcher, I felt all my wounds worse than the initial stabbing because I didn't have the adrenaline in me anymore. And so they start carrying me down all the stairs. And that was the most excruciating pain I've ever endured in my entire life. Like I remember just holding on to myself, staring at the ceiling and like trying not to scream my guts out. Like it was terrible. And so we finally get it down to the ambulance, which felt like forever. And I remember thinking, okay, the paramedics got me. Like I can start to relax, relax. They know what they're doing. And as soon as I get that thought, I feel a cold rush through my entire body. And it was like a feeling I've never experienced before. And then it dawned on me. I lost a lot of blood. Like I could definitely die here. So I see them come over with this oxygen mask. And I remember thinking, do not fall asleep. You're not supposed to fall asleep in this situation. They put that oxygen mask over my face. I'm knocked out within seconds. Whatever it was, it was some gnarly drugs or whatever it was, I was knocked out. And so I wake up seven days later from an induced coma. I'm living off tubes. I'm completely broken. So physically, I used to be 170 pounds, like 8% body fat, six foot tall. So like pretty jacked. Now I'm 130 pounds or 131 pounds, somewhere in that territory. So sticks and bone, body just completely malnourished. And I was just getting all my nutrients through tubes that were like plugged up my nose. And I could just feel my body being so weak. And I kind of got to experience what I imagine people feel like in Africa when they just aren't getting the nutrients. Like you, it's hard to describe unless you actually have that experience, but your body just feels so weak and powerless. Besides that, my energy was just depleted. So after a few weeks of recovering and being getting to a state where I could eat normal food, which I couldn't do for the longest time, I would literally have to nap in order to eat a meal because eating exerted that much energy. Like it wasn't like, Oh, I need to eat. It was like, Oh, sh I need to eat. Getting up to use the bathroom. It felt like running a marathon, like all these tasks that are so small or used to be so small became huge feats for me. And besides that, my brain didn't think clearly. Like I kid you not, you could have said, I'll give you $2,000 if you tell me what's like seven times 11 or something along those lines. I would not have been able to do it unless pulling out a calculator. Like my brain could not 
think clearly. It felt comparable to like a four-year-old. And so I was really in the state where I felt weak, I felt powerless, and I was frustrated. I was left wondering, is my potential destined to rot away with my ambitions? Or can I still accomplish my goals in life? And so I remember when I had that thought the next day, the people that are helping me recover, the nurses, they're like, Adam, do you want to try getting up to go to the bathroom? I was like, let's do it. And I get up to the edge of my bed and my legs didn't work. And I remember thinking like, I used to be a division one track athlete. And now my legs don't work. Like that just enraged me. Like something triggered me inside my head. And I was like, I don't, I was like, I don't care what happens. No matter what, I'm going to get myself back to a state where I'm functional and I'm going to achieve my goals. I'm not going to let this event deter me, deter me from accomplishing everything I want in my life. Cause I've always been really ambitious. So it was at that point, I switched my perspective from being a victim and blaming the world, cursing at the world. Of course, this could happen. Of course, this happened to me or my life's done for. Went from that mindset to, you know what? It happened. We can't change it. All we can do is choose how we're going to handle our life moving forward. And so with that came the power to just day by day, focus on getting a little bit stronger. And so I started learning the secrets of evolution biology and psychology that enabled me to build myself up again. First of all, I had to learn how to harness the power of my mind because I found myself playing video games instead of doing my physical therapy exercises or speech therapy exercises or, or all these things that I knew I needed to do. Once I had my mind kind of corrected, then I started studying like, okay, what kind of foods boost our energy levels? What kind of workouts can we do to deliver more oxygen to our brain so we think more clearly and just day by day, studying and implementing, studying and implementing, I started getting stronger. I started getting faster. I started being able to think more clearly. And within one year of my legs being completely disabled, I ran a 459 mile. I was putting up great weight in the gym and I was in a really good place mentally. Now fast forward about five more years and I help men harness the same power I have so that they tap into their potential and achieve their goals in life. Outstanding. And, uh, what was the movie you went to see that day? <laughs> I always joke and say I deserve to get stabbed for this movie. Uh, the Shallows. It's a terrible movie. Blake, <laughs> let me just say Blake Lively. That's what I went to see that day. <laughs> he went to see the actress, not the, yeah, not the yeah. movie itself. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was actually close to St. Louis Obispo a couple of, about a month and a half ago. I was up by Monterey by Fort Hunter League. I was working there for about a week and a half. So I, was, I wanted to land in St. Louis Obispo, and I was told I couldn't. Said no, you got to land in Monterey. Mm. Yeah, that's where a company wants you to land. So I got, I landed there and got stuck there overnight. Had to sleep in the airport. Oh, so never. Now every time I hear San Luis Obispo, so, oh, So as you harness that uh, energy, that optimization, the to see that you, you still had that power within you. That person who stabbed you, they didn't take your power away from you. They didn't take your life. Mm -hmm. They basically lit a fire in you. Mm -hmm. You felt that weakness. You felt uh, like you said when you stood up from Division One athlete to barely able to walk. Mm -hmm. That's a that's a kick in the chest. That's a kick in the in the groin right there. Mm -hmm. And you took all that and said, you know what this this person this assailant lit mm -hmm. a fire in me, and and now has made me want to charge forward. And you ran that four fifty nine mile, and now five years later, you're helping men to find their full optimization. So that's that's a tribute to to you and probably your upbringing as well. 
Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, it's one of those things like at the time, you know, you think it's the worst thing that ever happened to you. But then fast forward a couple more years and then it's the best thing that ever happened to me. I'm like, nothing can knock me on my ass after that. You know, <laughs> like, well, I'm not, I'm never going to be in a situation that's more difficult or challenging than that. And so with that comes the power. And so, yeah, it's like, I always say that because a lot of people are probably, and people listening to this right now, they're probably facing some sort of hardships. They're in some struggles. They don't understand why it's happening, but everything in your life happens for a reason. And it's those challenges that kind of sculpt you into the person you need to become to achieve your goals. Definitely. And was the person caught or did they just get away? Yeah. So the cops were actually looking for him when he attacked me because two days prior, he stabbed another, or he stabbed a homeless man 50 times, five, zero times. Yeah. And so the cops were looking for him when he attacked me. And they found him that day. So he's in jail. And turns out he was schizophrenic. So he was just battling his own demons. And I actually harbor no hard feelings for him. Because what happened was, obviously, we had this, this whole court case. Now, he couldn't be in court because he was insane, like literally defined insane. And he worked with psychiatrist, therapist, or whoever it may be. And eventually, he regained consciousness. And when he did... And he found out what he had done. He pled guilty because he felt so bad. So that just goes to show like his intentions in him as a person, I believe is a, he's a good person. It's just, he faced these hardships. It's like, who's to say that if I was homeless like him and I had bad food and I didn't have access to clean water or whatever it may be, like I would have gone through that, you know, like I'm fortunate. And the fact that when he regained consciousness, he just was like, uh, he was, appalled by what he did just goes to show where he his heart really is so i have no hard feelings and i've actually been debating like flying up there and talking to him but i found out that i wouldn't be able to speak to him um so i'm like yeah it's one of those things because i want to let him know i'm like dude my life's good because i want to help him move past like his hardships if he's still battling that and trying to overcome like everything that he did that's amazing. And I'm sure he's battling a lot more than just that day. Like you said, two days prior, he stabbed someone 50 times. Mm -hmm. That person lived. Uh, you know, I'm sure that person was a lot worse off than you were as well, 50 mm -hmm. times. Oh, that's yeah, that guy, that guy died. It was the same size knife. That's a lot. So, mm -hmm. so you you knew to basically to forgive and, forgive and move on uh, and understand that he was going through a lot and you were just a random random target that day, not – not a pre-planned target. You were just a guy going to see the shallows that they, hopefully you got to see the movie later in life and <laughs> on the stream somewhere in a more safe environment, eating some popcorn in your house, maybe <laughs> and finish the movie. <laughs> so that, that's the good thing there. So as you help these men, you're also helping uh, businessmen as well, businessmen and women, uh, I think. Mm -hmm. What are common factors that entrepreneurs, people tend to need help in in terms of their performance as they start, start their business or get their business to an optimal level? Yeah. So I always say it's like your business is a reflection of you. And so this is why you see people like Elon Musk able to create <laughs> separate multi-billion dollar businesses like Tesla, SpaceX, Neuralink. It's because of how he acts, how he thinks, and ultimately who he is on the subconscious level. He is a winner. And so he produces winning results no matter where he goes. And so the biggest thing is like most people don't like to admit it because they have, they have ego. Everyone has ego, right? But they don't like to admit like the biggest thing is really your mindset, your perspective. And so typically we have to be able to help people get a more powerful perspective to get them to operate in a more powerful place where they don't fall victim to their circumstances. 
like, oh, I didn't have time to hit the gym today. Are you kidding me? Elon, we'll use this Elon Musk example again. It's like Elon Musk runs three separate multi-billion dollar businesses and somehow he still has time to train to fight Mark Zuckerberg. You know, it's like, okay, and you're telling me you don't have time? Like, that's nonsense. We all have the same time. It's a matter of prioritization and the way you're operating. And so oftentimes, lots of entrepreneurs and lots of people in general, they say, oh, I don't have time or I'm too tired to do it. And so they just operate from a low-level place that really they're being a victim in a sense and they lose all their power because they're essentially saying like the external world is what dictates what I accomplish in a day, not me. And so ultimately that's the first step is we have to get them to operate from a more powerful place. We have to get them to link what their two minds together because let me rewind on that. There's a reason why most people, they know what they need to do. They know they should be working out. They know they should be eating healthy. They know what they need to do inside their business, but they fail to consistently do it because 95% of their actions are derived from the subconscious mind. And that's why New Year's resolutions, we all know what happens. Within three weeks, 95% of people fail to maintain their New Year's resolutions. Again, they're using their conscious mind, declaring they're going to change their actions and behaviors, but their subconscious mind wants them to stay the same. So they make progress for a few days before falling back into their self-sabotaging patterns again. So our process really just links their two minds together so that when you tell yourself, tomorrow, I'm going to get up, work out, eat healthy, and then build this business, you actually do it and you feel excited to do it. Now, once we get the whole mind mind linking process done, then we move into phase two and three, where we start optimizing your energy levels, your mental alertness, so that you physically feel good. I mean, we all know that we make better decisions when we're energized and thinking clearly versus days when we wake up tired and exhausted, right? You're able to put in higher quality work and be in a state of creativity and focus. And then the third step, typically if they're entrepreneurs, we just help them get to a point where they're operating like a CEO, meaning they delegate a lot of tasks, tedious tasks that they don't need to do so they can focus on more revenue growing activities. So that's really our process in a nutshell. I mean, it's a good process right there. And I like that you hit the point of the New Year's resolution. That's something that just irks me when people make them. Because I take the gym as an example. They make that resolution. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to, this is my year. This is the year of me. And for two weeks, the gym is jam packed. So I can't get to the mm -hmm. machines I go to every day. And then after those two weeks, you don't see those people again. Yeah. And so until January 1st or January 2nd, whatever day it falls on, they come back again. And, and it's the year of me again. And they just, yep. it's never ending cycles. They never make it to that, that 21 days of making something to an actual habit. hundred percent. And it's funny because it's like, if you were serious about doing it, you wouldn't wait till January 1st. You would start right. doing it the day you actually decide to do it. And then so when people always say, oh, I'm going to start next week or new January 1st, I already know they're 30, 30 lost and they just don't realize it yet. <laughs> exactly. You know, one of our listeners, Jake, uh, a loyal member of the Misfit Nation, he said, your gift of forgiveness is probably the best gift you can give that person. The man who's oh, yeah, 100%. The issue is I just can't get in contact with him, even if I were to visit or write to him, it's a whole process in itself. But yeah, it's one of those things where I, I want to, but yeah, it's a matter of time, energy, and being able to. I'm sure if I really set my mind to it and dedicated weeks of my time or whatever I could, but yeah, one I day. Just, yeah, definitely. And I understand it's the whole uh, what's well, HIPAA stuff like that, HIPAA violations let you into the hospital since you're not family mm. and all that stuff. So they probably just want to protect themselves, protect him, protect you, whatever. So mm. 
in his heart, in your heart, you know you've forgiven him, and somehow he'll feel that as he, he moves forward. Hopefully, in that, I hope so. At least, yeah, a better mindset, mindset, you know, mindfulness in the whatever facility he's in at this time. So we talked about habits, and I said the twenty-one day thing. It usually takes twenty-one days to start a new habit to keep it in line and make it reality. How do you get people to build new habits? Yeah, so habits. the best way about going building habits is one. I, I tend to think it's longer than 21 days. Obviously, depends on how old you are because how habits work is all through repetition. So if you're 20 years old, you can form habits a lot quicker and easier than someone who's 50, 60, 70 years old. That's why they always say old dogs don't learn new tricks because they're more cemented into their habits, right? And so ultimately, the thing we like focusing on is more foundational habits. So an example of that would be keeping your promises to yourself. Because if you're in the habit of keeping your promises to yourself, then you can create any habit or any change you want in your entire life. Like that's how habits literally work. And so the way I often like explaining this is like, look, there's a reason why every single night, regardless of how tired, lazy, or unmotivated you're feeling, you brush your teeth. But why is it so easy and effortless for you to brush your teeth and disregard your emotions yeah, so difficult for you to hit the gym or do those things you know you need to do. It's because you're in the habit of brushing your teeth. But imagine if you were in the habit of keeping your promises to yourself to the point where it was as easy and effortless as you brushing your teeth. I mean, seriously, like what would your body look like right now if you kept your word to work out from two years ago? Where would you be in your career or business if you kept your word to go to bed early every single night and be productive and hammer out your to-do list in the past year? And so being able to form the habit of keeping your promises to yourself allows you to form any other habit or create any change you want in your life. So ultimately, what we try and do in our program is really focus in on these more key foundational habits that are going to lead to the changes you want. And then I guess the part two that is, okay, well, how do you form the habit of keeping your promises to yourself if you're in the habit of breaking your promises to yourself, right? It's kind of like a catch-22. So there's obviously strategies, accountability is a big part of it. But one of the strategies here, because I want to give you guys some actionable tips to leave with, is start with these smaller changes. Because the thing is, most people get in the habit of breaking their promises to themselves to the point where their, their word holds no value. They don't believe in themselves to stick to their word. And so what we want to do here is start with these smaller changes. Instead of declaring you're going to work out every day for an hour and a half, declare you're going to go to the gym for 20 minutes a day or 20 minutes every other day and start keeping that promise. Or instead of declaring you're going to read for 45 minutes because you feel motivated in the moment to change your life, declare you're going to read for two minutes a day. Because eventually what's going to happen is you are going to have those moments of weakness when you aren't feeling motivated. So if you told yourself you're going to read for 45 minutes or an hour, now you're like, shit, that's a big task. You're going to have the internal battles, the resistance to doing it, and more likely to break your promise. But if you had told yourself, oh, I'll just read for two minutes a day, that's so much easier. It's like, even if I feel tired, I don't feel good. I'll go pick up a book real quick and just hammer that out, right? But what this does is like, again, you're just proving to yourself that you are a man of your word, that you're a man of integrity, and slowly but surely, 30 days passes, 45 days passes, and now it becomes a lot more easy. And so once you're at this point where now you keep your word to yourself without the resistance, the nagging internal battles, then when you tell yourself you're going to work out for an hour every single day, you actually will. So that's one of the strategies that we really utilize inside our program. Outstanding. And I think that 
you've hit this a couple times and the thing that people will set the goal or set the, the that habit that they want to form for themselves to make them a better person, better businessman, better, better life, have a better life. But the one thing that holds most humans back is that procrastination thing. A hundred percent. How do we kill that? Yeah. So again, part of it's going to be what I just mentioned right there. There's key foundational habits, but ultimately there's two different ways. Ultimately, there's so many different ways to go about it because we've had people come in our program and literally day one, boom, they just killed procrastination. Like we've shifted their perspective so much that they have that motivation and drive to form the habits that kill procrastination. But ultimately I say, how you kill procrastination is going to be linking your two minds together, your subconscious and your conscious. We use, do this through our mind linking method. So ultimately that's the bread and butter to how you kill procrastination. But again, it's using a lot of these strategies like giving yourself smaller tasks and having the right accountability in the systems and structures. But ultimately it's linking your two minds together. Outstanding. And Adam, we've got a lot of topics here, just a quick uh, 30 minutes here. How does someone get in contact with you to maybe find out your program and say, hey, look, I'm on my ass. I need to get out of my own way. Mm -hmm. How do I use your program to make me the better person? Yeah, gotcha. So there's two different ways. If you want, you can just go on Instagram and message me there. My Instagram is Adam Lucero, then the number one. So L-U-C-E-R-O one. So Adam Lucero one. You can message me there or alternatively, you can go to superhumanceo.com and it's going to allow you to go to like one of our trainings and then you can book your call to speak with me and my team. Awesome. If you can give three tips to the audience to make them get out of their own way just tonight, give them mm -hmm. three actionable tips to get them out of their own way. What would that be? Hmm. So again, the first one I was like, Use that strategy I mentioned earlier. That like that's the most bang for buck. Second is you got to start setting yourself up for success. And what I mean by that is, look, we we have what we call massive impact actions, actions that don't require much energy or effort, but produce huge changes in your energy levels, your mental alertness, your motivation. So one of them is simple. It's just getting good sleep. Like we all know that when you get a good night's sleep, you feel like a whole different version of yourself versus those days when you feel terrible. And so like literally when I'm working with all these entrepreneurs and guys, I work with seven figure entrepreneurs, multi seven figure. One of the things I always drill into them is literally you just have to dial in your health, your nutrition and your sleep. Um, and sleep's the most important because it's like, it doesn't matter how clean you eat, how much you work out. If you get terrible sleep, you're not going to feel good. So it's like sleep's the most bang for buck here. And so in order to do that, go to bed before 10 PM, 10 PM to 2 AM are the golden hours for sleep. So the ways I like, explaining this is like, look, have you ever gone to bed at two or 3 AM and felt good the next day? Even if you got eight hours of sleep, I'm going to guess no, because like no one does, right? So the hours you sleep are not created equal. So again, keep your promises to yourself. Start with smaller ones, go to bed earlier and go to bed at the same time every single night. And then secondly, when you wake up, you should get direct sunlight as early in the day as possible. This is going to help dial in your circadian rhythm, which helps optimize your hormones and Hormones are one of the biggest factors in how you feel. A good way of explaining this is like, look at people who take steroids. They often get roid rage where the smallest thing, it takes them off like a bomb and they're not in control of their emotions because their hormones aren't optimized. They have a surplus of testosterone. So those are really just the keys I would say that would really help people just kind of kickstart themselves. 
And it's one of those things where it's like you start off with these small changes, but it starts snowballing. You start feeling good. You make better decisions and you just go boom, boom, boom and get yourself out of the rut. And yeah, things start going. Awesome. And Misfit Nation, please, please adhere to these tips. And if you want to get more, go to link in with him on uh, Instagram at Adam Lucero one or go to his website and uh, get in with him and get, build yourself, build your brand, build your build your entrepreneurship and be a better person, better human, better businessman. Adam, thank you for taking some of your time to hang out with us tonight. Uh, it's been great chatting with you, and I, I hope everything for you in the future goes a lot, goes much better than five years ago <laughs> and keeps going on the upper trajectory that it is now. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Thank you, brother. In October 2019, Arlington, Texas, was chosen to be the home of a new national museum unlike any other. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a unique home of military history. The 100,000 square foot museums will house exhibits, archives, and artifacts relating to the 3,500 U.S. troops who have been awarded the medal, the nation's highest honor for valor in combat. The museum will have 31,000 square feet of galleries dedicated to U.S. troops who have received the award. The museum CEO, former Navy SEAL and NASA astronaut Chris Cassidy said the museum will focus on education as much as preservation. The building will have five areas dedicated to Medal of Honor winners from the Army, Marine Corps, Navy, Air Force, and Coast Guard. The main gallery will be located in a central plaza under a 25,000 square foot slab of steel which will appear to be suspended in midair. It will be supported by five pillars. Black Rifle Coffee is a corporate sponsor of the museum, as are the Dallas Cowboys. The museum's board also includes over a dozen major corporations and six Medal of Honor recipients, including David Bellavia, Patrick Brady, and Britt Slabinski. Army Staff Sergeant Bellavia was awarded the medal for clearing an entire house by himself on November 10, 2004, as a squad leader in support of Operation Phantom Fury in Fallujah, Iraq. He killed four enemy fighters and wounded a fifth in close quarters battle. Army Major General Brady flew and coordinated the evacuation of 51 seriously wounded men during a firefight in Vietnam in January 1968. Slabinski, a Navy SEAL chief and team leader, led a rescue team of SEALs during Operation Anaconda in Afghanistan in March 2002. Slabinski and his team flew to a mountaintop ambush site to rescue Petty Officer First Class Neil Roberts, who had fallen from the back of a helicopter. Slabinski led the team through almost constant combat against an entrenched Taliban force. Along with the board members, former presidents Jimmy Carter, Bill Clinton, George W. Bush, and Barack Obama serve as honorary directors. The museum is expected to open to the public in late 2024. This message is from the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. Did you serve in the military? If so, you can obtain a free lifetime pass to more than 2,000 federal recreation sites. These sites are located across more than 400 million acres of public lands, including national parks, wildlife refuges, and forests. The lands host activities to fit any lifestyle, hiking, biking, fishing, camping, and much more. Gold Star families are also eligible for these free lifetime passes. Plus, they cover entrance fees for a driver and all passengers in a car, or up to three additional adults at sites that charge per person. 
Obtaining one is easy. Just go to the National Park Service website, nps.gov, or the National Park Service app. Thanks for checking us out and being a part of the Misfit Nation. Don't forget to visit our website at themisfitnation.com. It's themisfitnation.com to catch up on all of our episodes and also to get some of that great Misfit Nation gear. As always, be humble, stay hungry, and keep hustling because we are...